hell yeah we're live <laughs> we're trying some new thing we're trying to get real technical we're trying to really bring in the production value yeah we're uh, doing how, how are how are we doing royster i'm good i've got this ring light in a weird place i look kind of spooky it's a very dreary day here in austin texas so it feels like mm. this is appropriate it feels like we're gathered around a campfire to talk about some news yeah yeah we really are doing it we're really doing it each week we're doing it we're really get better every week every one percent every week one percent uh welcome to loser leaves wrestling loser leaves wrestling this is the weekly wrestle uh i i want to cover we have to get that psychotic on the news like for the weekly wrestle next week hey thank you all so much for joining us hop in give us some questions one what we really want on the weekly wrestle if you really want me to be honest here and i think you do right i do big time yeah we want you to give us your questions give us questions that you have and we're going to answer them right here uh live 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 unfiltered uncensored Ew, <laughs> gross. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Weekly Wrestle. My name is Red Jefferson. I'm here with Roy Lazowitz. He's still recovering from that booster, huh? I got that big booster shot. Yeah, I was uh, real woozy, really out of it. And now allergies are kicking up. You know, it's it's tough sometimes. To, you know, when the seasons change in Texas, they, uh, allergies get heavy. Yeah, yeah. The allergies get about a cedar fever. Ever heard Ooh, of it? Baby. Ever heard, Ever of, heard it? of it? I heard of it. <laughs> it really fucked me up real bad, real bad one time. I remember how bad it is uh honey you have to get that local honey yeah you get that yeah. local honey you immunize yourself you be, uh, but don't have too much at once don't just take spoonfuls it gets yeah, real yeah. sick <laughs> yeah yeah our old pal um our old pal alex uh, would get really bad allergies and refuse to take anything or do anything about it and he would say i'm fine and then he would sneeze uncontrollably for three minutes and that's what i think yeah, well of. he'd be canceled in today's society yeah. <laughs> yeah. sneezing like that yeah, uh, welcome to the show we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh aw rampage and then we're going to get to the news and then we're just going to have some fun. We're going to have some gonna, tweets for you. We're going to have I got two tweets this week. We got double the tweets that we usually have. Uh, yeah. This is amazing. Um, let's want to start off with Rampage. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm, I'm going gonna... to need you to cue some of these uh, I got it. Uh, pictures. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's start off hot with, uh, it started off the night with Cole and Fish, um, Adam Cole and uh, what's his name? Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish. Tam, you can Bob- go to that first picture. Yeah, first picture, Ted. Uh, Bobby Fish versus Orange Cassidy. <laughs> what? Don't worry about it. You have two shows that you do with two oh, techs, and they both a, with names that start with T. Oh, I've never talked to Tam about this. I have uh, another show I do, and uh, the uh, the tech for that show is Ted. Oh, wow. Did I just call you Ted, Tam? Ted and oh, Tam. Man. Well, it's terrible, terrible. What the, so that we start off the night with uh, uh, Cole and Fish versus Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta, and uh, it was it was a good match. It was a solid match. Uh, nothing really to report here. Uh, it, uh, they win with uh, Bobby Fish hitting the Avalanche Falcon Arrow yeah. on uh, Tim, you can Wheeler skip to Yuta. the next photo, uh, which is and, uh, yeah the, the finish. Of and, it. Um, I tried to get this as it was happening. Uh, how do you feel since since we're talking about it? Before we jump to the conclusion here, how do you feel about Orange Cassidy and tag team matches? Um. I don't like it. Uh, I actually wrote down some of the notes I have here. First of all, what are your thoughts? Well, you asked me that question, so I'll answer. Um, Orange Cassidy needs a makeover. Orange Cassidy needs to add something up. And that's a pretty good action shot, Royster. That Mm. is a pretty good action shot. But uh, he he needs something to change it up. Like, the, the gimmick is fun, and it's sometimes fun to see him interact with people like Adam Cole, to see them both do their 
signature crowd maneuvers, you know, like it, it's kind of fun to see their taunts back and forth, but it's really grown stale, right? I don't know if it's grown stale as much as, and I feel like I, a broken record when I say this, because I say it every time, he needs a good opponent. His act isn't necessarily stale if he's in the right situation. And he did some fun things, I guess. But like, I want to see him against Ricky Starks. I want to see him against someone who's athletic and a heel, like someone who he can really annoy very easily. Like Matt Hardy doesn't do it for me. Him in tag matches, that doesn't do it for me. He just needs the right opponent. And it hasn't been happening in a very long time. I I feel like he's... I, I feel like that's the issue. He needs someone else to make it good and watchable. Yeah, and then that's true. no longer effective. You know, like he needs to be able to stand alone. And like uh, his character is something that is supposed to be used in small bits. And it works really great on the indie scene when you see it once a month, you know, but like here we're seeing it every week. It's he needs a, he needs a fresh uh, coat of paint. Yeah. Fresh paint of I coat. think that's a good point too, because he was really special when the company first started. Because he wasn't around a lot. He wasn't used often. He never talked. He never really wrestled until yeah. his first real match was got six months, nine months, maybe six months into the company's existence. Like, because really you think AEW started at the beginning of 2009, but doesn't really start until they get television, mm-hmm. like until Dynamite starts. And from the time the Dynamite started, he didn't wrestle his first match until February of the following year when he fought Pac and the crowd went insane for it because they hadn't seen him wrestle like this. And he was fighting a guy like Pac. It was perfect. But yeah, I I think when the, once the Chris Jericho feud started, he started feeling a little overexposed. Yeah. Uh, Joe Redlitz writes in, uh, hi, Joe, welcome to the show. Um, Cassie's gimmick is good in very small doses. He randomly goes from not caring slow style to rapid movements in seconds unprompted. Plus why, was he smiling so much during the match? Oh, I was thinking that too. He shouldn't smile. Why mm. is he smiling? When he did that thing where he goes in front of them and gives a thumb, lazy thumbs yeah. up and he smiled real big. I'm like, yeah. that's not your character. That is it's weird. Um, I, just, I just want some consistency. Uh, uh, also a, a fun thing here. Uh, well, not fun. Wheeler Yuta has Alan Angel's energy. <laughs> like, I feel like uh, Wheeler Yuta is just like kind of there. Good wrestler, but I really don't buy into it. Yeah, it feels like he's really kind of a stopgap until Trent comes back. And he's like a guy who can take the pin. The, yeah. Everybody needs a guy who can take the pin. So it's going to be Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, unfortunately. And uh, another note in here, Taz called Yuta's testicles yam bags. I love yam uh, bags. Right, the yam bags. Uh, <laughs> I think it's so gotta, funny. The Taz, honestly, has some of the best little isms. <laughs> yeah. Really happy. They're so dumb. So dumb <laughs> in New York. They're right, the yam bags. Oh, oh. There it goes, right? The bag yams. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of fun there. A lot of fun. And then, so, Tam, um, you can any go to other the next comments? Photo, uh, next photo. As well. Because uh, it's just going to the... be uh, them celebrating their big victory. Oh, excellent. But that move is really impressive. The Bobby Fish. Uh, Avalanche off the top rope, very cool, yeah. very good. Honestly, like I, I'm not a big fan of having a top rope finish or a springboard finish or things of that nature because of how long it takes to set up and the likelihood of being it. But if Bobby Fish uses this as one of his signatures, I'm all for it. Yeah, uh, I really, I like that, and he does it well. He does it really well. That was a really beautiful looking maneuver. Uh, yeah. Great job. And then we yeah. have them celebrating Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era. Um, I can't almost. wait for this to progress. Almost. I'm yeah. Almost. We're almost there. Uh, moving on. We get Tony Schiavone with Tony Nice. Next picture. Next picture. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we get Tony Schiavone with Tony Nice. Tony Schiavone. 
Uh, Tony needs to real. Uh, he says, "There's no mystery to Tony. No mystery to me." Uh, I, he sounds like such a weenie. Yeah, sounds- I think we should take a second, though. I'm sorry, Red. Um, no, 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 no. Give me a second. I think we should take a second to appreciate the idea or the intention behind not so much what Tony Nese is saying, but the AEW plan here of like, oh, here's a new wrestler who's going to have his first match on television against Sammy Guevara, just like everybody else who has done this, you know, a Bobby Fish, a Jay Lethal, et cetera. Sure, sure, sure. But he's smart because he's, he's an thinker. athlete. He's a thinker. He's been, that's why he's sitting in the crowd. That's why he's been there. He's been studying. That's, that's smart, but I don't just really Drew Ga- a Gulag's gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Absolutely. And I wish this was Drew Gulag. This should be <laughs> Drew Gulag. Good. Oh man. Is he you still know about coming? Drew Gulag's thing? Do you know what happened with him? Did oh. you hear about this? <clears throat> His contract expired in 2020, like during the pandemic. His contract expired and he, they, they didn't offer him a new contract. And he was a free agent for like two days. And then the WWE offered a contract, promised him things. He accepted it. And now here we are. He hasn't been seen on television since. Yeah. He he runs around for the 24-7 title or the hard, whatever it's called. What a a shame. Because honestly, this is his spot. Yeah. Like he's a thinking. He's a thinker. And his PowerPoints would go over huge. I love Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak is really great. And Tony Nese is so vanilla. He is the most yeah. vanilla wrestler. He says there's no. He loves to scout. I wrote these are the the sound bites. I wrote no mystery to Tony. Loves to scout. Sammy yells a bunch. Tony forearms him. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. Uh, then Sammy uh, comes out. Yeah. So you can go to the next slide, Tam, because next that's slide, Tam. Things start uh, to get hot. Things start to get uh, slicey. Uh, Joe uh, Reblitz writes, and also doesn't the not uh, in reference to Orange Cassidy, and also doesn't. Uh, uh, the not caring person kind of imply that wrestling is a joke. If you can outsmart opponents without caring, is any opponent worth a damn? The more you think about it, the more the gimmick undermines wrestling as a whole. Okay, Jim Cornette. Well, that's the thing. That's why so many people hate it because it does actively undermine <laughs> wrestling. I'm kind of uh, like, I I think there's a space for playing with the, uh, the, the, the tropes of wrestling. There's a space for it. I do. I think that it it should be all the time. Overdoing it is a problem. I think, and uh, honestly, he shouldn't be a champion. He should be a special attraction that has special attraction matches, like a la, not like Big Show, but like I'm trying to think of another a very uh, quirky character that just comes in and has these. He's like the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> of wrestling. He should come in very seldom. Come in, have this with a with one like overactive heel, like like that guy from 2.0 or MGF sure. early on. Like he comes yeah. in and makes a fool out of them. Uh, and maybe yeah. he gets the win, maybe they get the win. Who knows? But it should happen once a quarter where he just wanders into a thing. He's and then he has that. Then this gimmick would work, you know. Yeah, I agree. I that's interesting. There's gotta be somebody out there that's uh, that nothing comes to mind right now, but I'm gonna be thinking about that. A wrestler yeah. similar to what Orange Cassidy's role should be, but it's a harm of gold charge. I think that's what it should be in my brain. Um, but yeah. then we get we get out of there. So uh, then Sammy and uh, but we should mention that Tony Nice, he's the thinking man's wrestler. He's a, he's a studier. He's an athlete. Oof. So what does he do? Yawn. He attacks he attacks Sammy Guevara's ribs to end the yeah. Segment. He did attack his ribs. He did attack his ribs. And he I like the kneeling thing. It's just like he just sounds like an idiot when he does it. Very good. Oh, you got a great action shot there. Uh, hey, it just also, looks like a- just real quick. Um, I don't know if you're able to see it. We're going behind the scenes real quick, but I'm going to cue the photos in the chat 
for Tam. Oh. So we're not going to say like next photo. That's really good. Look at us. We're going to give it a shot. We're getting we're better each time. 1%. 1% each time. And everyone sound off for Tam. Uh, let, let Tam give Tam the thanks. Uh, Joe writes, love the Harlem Globetrotter reference. That would be perfect. Exactly. <laughs> like the Harlem Globetrotters don't take away from the NBA or basketball in general because they're a yeah. special attraction. It's meant separate. to be a special attraction. Yeah. Um, but we got, well, let's move on. We're going to hit uh, uh, Rio versus Britt Baker. Well, Rio I think versus- also before we do that, potentially, do we get the, I don't, I don't remember the order anymore. We'll find out when we see the next photo, but did we get the FTR video package first? I thought this was important. Was so it a video package here. or was it just a recap? It was, so it was, it was a, a recap slash video package slash them laying down a challenge for the oh, Lucha I Brothers. This. Yeah. So, so what, what, what happened? Explain. They're, they, they cut this promo and they're very good. The promo is very good. And it's mixed in with footage of the match that they had last Wednesday. And they basically say like, you've beaten us once, but when you beat us, it was the illegal man that you pinned calling back to that weird botched finish. I thought it was botched. Maybe it wasn't uh, at the pay-per-view. And then they said, you know, we're wrestlers or whatever. I don't remember their exact words, but they basically said, you know, two out of three falls. Let's go. You and I Or mm-hmm. so next, this is what's weird. And we'll talk about this a little bit, but like, seems like it's hot shot a little bit. It's going to be on rampage next week. Two out of three falls, Lucha brothers first FTR. Seems a little hot shot. You could have waited a couple of weeks. And I guess it's for the titles again. They didn't make that clear either. It should be for I, the titles and FTR should win. But that's just me. That's just me. No, no I, I get that. And I feel like I would say that most any other time. But I'm starting to kind of dig this rapid fire booking. Like in every match is like that. It's not a single feud that's really saved. As soon as they mention 100%. it. As soon as it's mentioned on TV. It's happening next week or within well, the I, next two weeks. I think, um, you know, um, MJF CM Punk is going to happen in two weeks. I think it's going to happen on, yeah. in, on Long Island when they're in the, his, you know, MJF's hometown. He's going to get cheered. And, and honestly, I kind of know he won't get cheered. I think he'll get cheered. You think he's going to get cheered? I think because he, he, the only time he's ever said anything positive about anything ever has been about Long Island. And I think gross. he's going to get cheered. God, that's why he's so gross. He likes Long Island. <laughs> yeah. um, very interesting. Very interesting stuff. But yeah, that, I, I'm, 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 well, let's see how it goes. But yeah. I'm, for the most part, I'm pretty into it. Uh, but next up, we got uh, Rio versus Britt Baker in a Black Friday deal. We forgot to wish everyone a happy uh, Small Business Saturday. Yeah, happy Small we, Hey, it's, you know, happy small it's an important Saturday. holiday for the both of us. Happy. It is an important holiday. By the way, Joe writes, FTR made a lot of sense in their promo. Love when there's truth in a heel stance or persona. Hell yeah. A hundred percent. We really dig that. And I think the FTR is really great on the mic right now. Ooh. I like Telly as a presentation or a presentational purpose, but like they are fine on their own. I don't think Telly should ever take the mic. And I think that's what made the four horsemen in the eighties so powerful is that JJ was good on the mic, but like give the mic to Tully, give the mic to Rick, give the mic to Aaron. Like everybody could talk. JJ was fine on the mic. I yeah, he was really fine. Liked him. He was fine. He was he was a good complimentary piece. Tully yeah. would lead the conversation, and then JJ would be like, "That's because we're the four horsemen." Woo! You know, and that would be yeah. It. He gave that stupid thing, and he's yeah. he's literally making no sense because you're saying we and saying four, and there's five of you. <laughs> you silly goof! You should say they're the four horsemen. You say yeah. we. That's just ridiculous. Okay, we get Rio versus Britt Baker in a Black Friday deal match. Where, uh, if Rio wins. She gets a title shot, a uh, yeah, future yeah. title opportunity. And I have to say, I don't like Rio. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
this match okay. really solidified it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the Too small. size, the size difference is there, but yeah. like I could get over the size difference if she was fast. She's mm-hmm. kind of slow. She's mm-hmm. kind of slow and lumbering. It's like Eddie mm-hmm. Kingston's out there. <laughs> like it's she's she's just, just kind of plodding around. Like she needs to be faster. If you're that small, like I love when a wrestler is able to, you know, um, uh, uh, overcome the odds or use their body to like kind of give themselves an advantage. Like Ray or Leo, uh, you know, they're able to do that. And now it's Daddy. no longer an uneven matchup. They just have a ten in speed, uh, you know. But she's just slow kind of flails around like olive oil uh she's just kind of a cartoon character and the size difference is harsh yeah it's tough it's tough i think it's it's hard when she's fighting someone who's significantly bigger than her like a like a nyla rose like their early matches i can kind of get into it like more of a david versus goliath thing but when you just wrestle like someone like Britt baker who is just the size of like a wrestler it's harder to, I don't know. There's something when the size difference isn't as pronounced yeah. and it's, that's not the story being told throughout the match. It just kind of feels. Eh, yeah, yeah. I understand. It, it's, I understand. It's just not a thing. I enjoyed We also get Joe writing. Also, how do you guys feel about the commentators immediately jumping to the next segment after the Rio one? God, it really seemed like no one cares about women's wrestling in AEW. She beat the champion. Um, honestly, it's something that I've almost become desensitized to with AEW. Like they move on so quickly. They just don't. And he wrote, make it a big deal. Sorry. After Rio one autocorrect sucks. Very good, Joe. Thank you so much. Uh, But yeah, they should make it a big deal. Um, Even though I'm not a Rio fan. What were your thoughts on these things? Yeah. I I don't think that's a women's wrestling thing to be fair. I think that's just a a straight AEW thing. I think they always jump immediately to the next thing and never let any moment breathe ever. I mean, look at Kazarian and Daniels when they got broken up and Daniels was bleeding all over the place and they hugged and their team broke up and they were never going to team again. They cut to commercial. They didn't even let the hug happen. That wasn't even on television. Like they don't let any moment breathe ever. That's a single moment. Yeah. Uh, What are your thoughts on Rio? She's fine. Uh, I, I liked her more when the women's division was smaller and there were less women that I wanted to see on television because there were less options, I guess, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Riho was like a, such an integral part of the division in the beginning. And then she went back to Japan for a while. And when she went back to Japan, Statlander came in and, you know, all of these and Rio Mizunami and, you know, Shida got a lot more run uh, and all these other people. Once the division grew, I stopped caring about Riho as much, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, yeah. I, I, just I was going to say, too, my big takeaway from this match is that you're in Chicago, and it's like your hottest market. I feel like Britt Baker got a good reaction, but didn't get the reaction she used to get. I feel like her reactions are starting to yeah. get, get a little quieter. Honestly, I feel like her staying heel nuked the character. Because she's for, uh, they, they wanted to cheer her, they wanted to like her, but her unwillingness to do so made them just stop caring. Uh, I've noticed it, definitely noticed the past few weeks because she hasn't really said anything of interest and she hasn't really done anything of interest since she's won the championship. Yeah, she's kind of just her. like, uh, like they, she has a segment each show, but they're not giving her any time. They're not giving her anything interesting to do. Uh, yeah. there, it, there's no reason the people, the reason people like her is because she says, pretty cool shit on the mic you know well it seems like cm punk has done more for her popularity in the last month than AEW has yeah because he's mentioned her in promos and that he's doing more for her than they're allowing her to do for herself and it's it's a drag 
She should yeah. turn face. I think Jamie Hayter should turn on her, and so should Rebel. And then she's on her own. And then she God, can they build had such that momentum a perfect back opportunity up. to be a face. They had such yeah. a golden opportunity. Yeah. Uh, they just nuked it. Um, but uh, this is the end of the match. Rio gets a sneaky pin. So she's going to get a match against Britt Baker down the line. Uh, again, uh, I wasn't a big fan of this match. So I'm not excited for the next one. You know? Sure. sure. Yeah. Uh, sure. Joe writes, AEW needs light opponents for Baker. Can't care about her heel without a credible opponent. Would be the same if she was a face. That's true. That also, the opponents they've given her have been lukewarm. They've all been lukewarm. And people were cheering Brit, but they were pushed to cheer the other person, like Ruby Soho, lukewarm. Uh, mm-hmm. Who else was there? They're all lukewarm. I, the thing is, Ruby came in hot, but where has she been? And now she's fighting a baby face, like another like pe- a person that people want to cheer for, but aren't invested in because she never gets any TV time and Chris Statlander. Yeah. So they also you know, killed any momentum that Ruby Soho had. So where are we? What's happening? Where are we, TK? (laughs) Jesus Christ. We have to talk to someone. We have to get in uh, big. uh, uh, TK, if you could send us your phone number uh, so we can send you some text, some ideas. We got to get in touch. Um, We got some things. We got some things to talk about. Moving on, we get uh, the the main event. We get Mark Henry talking to 2.0. I took a screenshot of that. Oh, good, good. I can't wait. It's going to pop up in a second. We get uh, Mark Henry. These segments are great, and we say it every week, but I just kind of want them. I want them for each segment. I want them for each match. Yeah, I think in this segment, Eddie said the greatest thing any wrestler has ever said to his opponent. Oh, wait, hold on, is, hold on. Before you yeah. say that, I hated it. Why? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it. Say it. When he said, you're too lightly asked to mess with me. <laughs> oh, no, no, I like that. Okay, scratch that. I, I like that. that. That's very funny. That. You're too lightly <laughs> asked to mess with me. But then he went on to say, talk is cheap, partner. <laughs> he <laughs> says partner. Right. That's his thing. He's from Yonkers. I hate it. They I say partner. They don't say that. No one says that. He <laughs> saw that on TV and he started saying it. No one says partner. <laughs> I think partner. people say partner. Uh, Do you remember? Geez. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, uh, Joe writes, Ruby is song, nothing more. Sorry. Joe. 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 Joe's Joe. got it. Joe, Joe. has his f- finger on the pulse. Joe, you he better feels be the here. audience. He you feels a flat line when she co- after the music <laughs> plays. Next Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, you better be here for the woo woos and what's the AW Dynamite. Because let me tell you, Ruby Soho is going to make an ass out of everybody because her and Chris Statlander are going to burn the house down. It's going to make great. an ass out of everyone. Oh, my. Uh, excellent. Okay. Well, let's, uh, we have this segment, uh, and then we're, it's time for the main event, and we get the next match, which is Eddie Kingston versus Danny Garcia going all 20 minutes, a 20 minute yeah. match. And uh, uh, a lot of, a, a lot of uh, Eddie just looked in pain throughout the rest of the whole match. Uh, I'm sure that was part of the story, yeah. but honestly, I didn't really buy that. I thought he was really in pain. What are your thoughts? I thought this match was awesome. I thought this it was match pretty was cool. Excellent. I thought this was maybe Daniel Garcia's best match. Uh, this is definitely the match on TV where he's gotten the most. Mm-hmm. Like you've really got to see him. He beat the shit out of Eddie. They were really slapping each other hard. They were hitting each yeah. other very hard. Um, and yeah, I mean, Eddie definitely looked to be in pain. And Eddie's the type of guy where you're like, yeah, you probably are in pain, but also you're really good at selling. Like he's both. Yeah. I think. Yeah, he you is. Know, when he, he is did very, that very good spot. facial expressions. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, he moves like he's in pain always. So I believe him. Uh, you know, and also just something about Eddie uh, Kingston. He really reminds me of Roddy Piper. 
He really reminds me of Roddy Piper more so than anyone else. And people have thrown that around a lot, but in terms of like wrestling ability and promo ability, great promo. Well, no, not even great promo, great energy. Sometimes yeah. great promos, sometimes weird promos, just like Roddy. Sometimes yeah, great, ma- uh, great matches with the right opponent. Sometimes just real awkward matches because yeah. you don't move very well. <laughs> like it's very <laughs> Roddy Piper as. Yeah, except Roddy Piper didn't have the ability to have a good match after yes, 1985. He had one good match Uh, in the nineties. Yeah, exactly. One good match in the nineteen nineties. Yeah, we we as a unit, you and I and Chico Marx, sat uh, all separately and watched Roddy Piper versus Hulk Hogan in nineteen ninety seven. So we know we did. We did watch that. It was pretty rough. It's pretty terrible. Uh, And bless Chico Marx. We went to PWG this past weekend, uh, and we saw Danny Garcia. We saw Danny Garcia versus impressive live Jonathan Grisham. Right, Jonathan Grisham. Jonathan Grisham's dope. Yeah, really. That good. little pit bull. Jesus <laughs> Christ, he's so small and stacked. Yeah. Like his traps are up to his ears. Uh, he, uh, he He's like a like a Ring of Honor staple. And now that Ring of Honor is whatever, he's actually going to run his own show in January called like Grapple Dome or something. And it's going to be all it. like hard hitting grappling wrestling. Love it. That's my style. That's what I like. Man, was this good. And also Eddie Kingston gives me hope that I could still be a wrestler one day because I think I'd be in just as much pain as him. And he could go. And he also doesn't do anything that I could not do. Like I could do every yeah. single one of those things. Yeah. Even like him set, like moving. Like sometimes he just kind of stumbles and fucks up. Like he walks weird. Yeah, which uh, is great. I can do that. I, I mean, because he's it's all about your fit. Like the, he's he's proof. You know, everyone talks about AEW, all the flying and blah blah blah. He just tells a good story with his face and with his yeah. like his limited move set and how he sells. The crowd fucking goes crazy for this guy. I go crazy for this guy. And here's the finish. We all go crazy. Hits him with that back fist and just collapses on him. Look at his face in this screenshot. Look at his face. Yeah. Oh, he's in pain. Really good. Oh, great job with posting these pics. Great job, Tam and Roy. This is great communication. Um, Joe writes, I'm not saying that Ruby isn't a good wrestler. Back to Ruby. (laughs) I'm not saying that Ruby isn't a good wrestler. I'm just saying that she doesn't have the crowd behind her except for song. What is her character or motivations? AW isn't making me or anyone else want to care. And that's damn true. That's damn true. They do not like it. There's not the motivation that they have with other people. And she is, she is a good wrestler. She has been, she just hasn't shown it yet. And yep. AW, there's not, there's been no uh, a push behind her character. And also um, the opponents that she has, as she's had, have not been top caliber. Excited for Chris Stadler. Excited for that. Well, we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. And then after this match, we get a 2.0 beat down. Uh, they start beating down on Eddie Kingston and then Chris Jericho makes the save. He makes the save <laughs> and he gives these terrible looking punches and then a terrible looking clothesline to well, knock out. It was really terrible. It was really terrible. Really Him bad. getting up from the desk. And I hope like, you got a really embarrassing photo. Of, oh, there's uh, a good one that I actually really like. Like, look how, look at his face. Look at 2.0. Oh, I, I, I can't wait. like, I can't wait. I like this this screenshot I took. I really like because it's 2.0 doing their absolute best to make him look good. <laughs> look at like he fall. takes that sickening like shoulder neck bump on the the apron. Yikes! Yeah, I don't. I saw a tweet. I didn't. This isn't the tweet of the week, but I saw a tweet from this guy who's generally pretty negative about wrestling, and he called Chris Jericho a leech, which I think is aggressive, but it's like hard to deny it a little bit yeah. in a way you know between orange cassidy was hot and then chris jericho worked with him and then 
MJF was hot and now Chris Jericho's, you know, worked with him for like 18 months. And then this American top team thing with that's kind of whatever. And now like, I guess him and Eddie Kingston are going to do something because Eddie Kingston's hot. I don't know. It's like weird. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely see that. Uh, I actually, that makes a lot of sense. I thought you were saying that he was leeching off 2.0. This is the type of team that Jericho should be working with. Jericho yeah. should be working with 2.0 because they're like, like he could teach them something. Uh, do I think he should be working with Orange Cassidy? No, I feel like their styles completely clash. MJF was already beyond Jericho when yeah. they started. Yeah. Like, this is something he should be doing. Uh, Joe writes, why did Jericho run out? It screams, I just want the spotlight. <laughs> You're damn right, Joe. Yeah. You're damn yeah. right, Joe. Exactly they uh, 2.0 interrupted both Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho's promos. That's what happened. This past Dynamite, yeah. he interrupted. And Jericho's just like, well, if you interrupt me, uh, he spilled coffee on Kane one time. And he he realizes the like that's a young person. Do you remember when he spilled coffee on Kane? And that's the start oh, of the feud. Kane. I'm Kane. I thought you said Canyon. I was like, Chris Canyon? Canyon. <laughs> uh, very good. Well, that's the end of the show. That's the end of not this show. <laughs> that's the end, end of, of Rampage. But we rampage. have <laughs> Rampage. AW Rampage. Uh, we have uh, something for you. A little treat. Uh, it's something called the news you can't lose. Uh, and it's from November 21st to November 27th, which is today. Uh, small business Saturday. Uh, and we should talk about some things. We have some things to discuss. Um, and uh, we're, should I pause for a second? Should I, uh, yeah, keep um, going, keep going. Stall, should I stall or should I go into the news? Uh, go into the news, go into the okay. news. Okay, okay, hell yeah. We're, we're doing great here. This is some, yeah, effective communication. Um, uh, excellent. We start off with Seth Rollins. The top story of the night Seth Rollins has been attacked. Seth Rollins has been attacked on stage. Uh, Seth Rollins was uh, uh, leaving a match. I'm not sure which one because I don't watch Raw. And then a fan comes running out. This chubby little 24-year-old, his name is uh, Elijah Spencer, 24 years old. He's charged with attempted assault. Uh, and he uh, smashes into him, uh, just grabs him, to ju- like tackle, like pretty yeah, effective tackle. He crushed him. Yeah, he wasn't paying. Like Seth was not paying attention. He bum rushed him, and he probably weighs close to what Seth weighs, if not more. Yeah, yeah, he's a big dude, and he was running full speed. (laughs) Full speed, smacked him, Uh, and then uh, the security and the ref got him off. The ref was totally ineffective. The ref had no idea what to do. He's just (laughs) like holding his back. Five (laughs) the picture, he's just holding his back, like, hey, I would Uh, give him a wedgie. Yeah, oh, there is a prime opportunity to wedgie <laughs> this guy. Uh, and uh, Chava Guerrero thinks that Seth's a little shit. He can't. He, he, well, oh, back in my day, the wrestlers were tougher than the fans. Like, get Chavo, go to sleep. Yeah. Get a GTS. Yeah. Uh, like, I feel like, uh, and then Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette responded, and he's just like, ease off Chavo. Jim Cornette came to the rescue. He's just like, he was blindsided. Yeah. And that's when you know that someone's wrong is when even Jim Cornette's just like, whoa. Yeah. What do you say? If, Ch- if that guy ran full speed at Chavo in 1998, he would have like given Chavo whiplash. Like he If he ran into Chavo, Chavo in 2002, Chavo would have gotten a concussion or two. Uh, Chavo <laughs> loves his concussions. Loves them. Um, but mostly because Billy Kidman's a good friend that loves to give them. Um, do you remember when Billy Kidman kept giving Chavo a concussion after concussion? I think it was like Thank two. You. In in WWE, right? Yeah, shooting star press right to the yeah. the knee to the head. That guy, even as an eight year old watching him wrestle, Kidman, I was like, that move doesn't look safe. <laughs> and I no, always thought way, that it was it. him. Yeah, I always thought it was the move. And then I saw another wrestler do it, and I was like, oh, it's just 
Kidman. It's just Billy Kidman. That's very funny. Uh, uh, so we get that, and uh, we wish uh, feel bad for Seth Rollins. He said it was pretty terrifying, which I get. I get that because yeah. um, yeah. you don't know what they could do. He could have had a knife. You know? He gets uh, he gets a bad rap that Seth Rollins because he has to be like a champion of the company. I went to the next photo. I'm sorry, I jumped. No, no, so keep it there. It um, I uh, I think he he's the one who has to be. He's not. He doesn't have the cool in the icy coldness of Roman Reigns, but he still has to like be for the company, and he's had to do a lot of really stupid things to just like for his job. Mm-hmm. So he kind of gets a bad rap sometimes, and the fact that his wife is like just a better like overall like personality and And star she connects with the fans better yeah just like a bigger star yeah a much much bigger star and it wasn't always that way when they first started dating so he saw the the rise he saw her skyrocket past her and his fall his tragic fall yeah his tragic fall fall. including Uh, involving a big mallet a red hell in a cell match and the fiend Oh, I forgot about that. That's pretty it's dumb. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, let's let's all watch that. That's our homework for the week. No, it's not. Uh, next up, we get <laughs> Kenny Omega has to vacate the AAA title. Kenny Omega, uh, due to injuries and such, and he's kind of takes some time off. He's vacating the AAA title, uh, and now there's going to be a match with uh, what's their face? Uh, Iho de Vikingo, the Kingo, the Kingo versus Samurai de Soul. Uh, Kalisto, Mr. I don't know how tag matches work, and I was working <laughs> in WWE forever. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this? How are you feeling about Kenny dropping that title? I think it's good. I think it's important. I mean, when you hear like he's got a bum knee, he's got a sports hernia, he's got a bad neck, he's got a bad shoulder, like, and this, I don't know if you've ever seen any highlights. I've never seen a full match of the Kingo, but I've seen some highlights. Homeboy is wild. A lot yeah. of flips, a lot of crazy spots, a lot of dangerous things. It's best that Kenny just stays away from that. And it's also like props to uh, AAA, because I don't know, this is what I want to talk about. Um, have you seen the full list of what that match is going to be? No. It's Fakingo versus Samurai Del Sol versus Bobby Fish versus Jay Lethal versus Bandito. It's a five-way. Oh. So they, they're like, well, we need to replace Kenny Omega with something, so let's just put four guys in there. Mm-hmm. And they're all really talented, and it's going to be like a balls-to-the-wall crazy match. And I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's good. That's good. It's uh, good to see companies work together That is the benefit nice. of the fans. I, I saw Bandito at Pro Wrestling Gorilla. He's the PWG He's the champion best. versus uh, um, Alex Shelley. How is that? Alex Shelley is awesome. Alex Shelley is so good amazing heel bandito he's fine yeah alex shelley a full-time uh physical therapist oh he's staying in pretty good shape he's pretty good shape Uh, good job alex shelley um but uh moving on we're gonna hit the next stuff next slide please oh i'm sorry Um, no both works both work whatever you want uh we get jake hager jake hager ever heard of him he's potentially gonna face john jones uh in a ufc fight a UFC fight. The reason I say this is John Jones is apparently a pretty good UFC fighter, and he was undefeated if he uh, if he did get kicked out of UFC for I think drugs. Um, yeah, I feel like he's had a lot of off the field issues, if you will. But people have said that he's like one of the best ever, and yeah, uh, to face Jake Hager, who's undefeated and uh, and such, which is he's just going to get demolished. Jake Hager is going to get messed up, and demolished. I'm very excited to see this Oki son of B. Uh, to go to sleep. I, I keep saying go to sleep, but I like it. I think it's Are fun. you, uh, if you're Tony Khan and you know that he's going to get crushed, do you like have Chris Jericho walk him to ringside and like make a big spectacle out of it, even though he's going to get crushed because any publicity well, is good publicity? 
I feel like Tony Khan has very little say in that. I feel like Jericho is just going to do it if he wants to. And yeah. I don't, you know, like, I think that's well, just he one has of those like things. AW on his trunks and stuff. Like, yeah, I, well, I, I, I think he's going to go. This is publicity. So even right. him getting smashed by John Jones, uh, it's still a pretty big deal. Uh, yeah. And he's going to get smashed. Yeah. You're, I'm, I can't wait. I'm actually going to yeah. see this fight. I'm I would, I would be happy to see it. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got some news here. Austin Gunn is in some hot water. <laughs> Austin Gunn. Poor, sweet, dumb Austin Gunn. Yeah. He was dumber when he was younger, believe it or not. Uh, mm-hmm. And he uh, made some tweets uh, using some slurs. Uh, and he's apologizing big time for him. He's being very authentically apologetic. Mm-hmm. And the, refer- the, the, the slurs that he used, let me just put in context, not to excuse it, but it was not in the same manner that we're like, like he wasn't saying, and he, he's using it in the, in a, 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 he watches rap and he's yeah. repeating things he sees in rap. And it, that's not what you should be doing. Austin gun. Yeah. It was uh, more out of ignorance rather than like their grave ignorance rather than malice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. And so the thing, and he apologized greatly when they came up, he was 17 years old. Uh, and he's just a dumb, he's a dumb, did yeah, a dumb little a, boy. He's a big dumb dumb. Like, he's a big dumb dumb to this day. He's a big dumb uh, dumb. <laughs> and I, and he's he's apologizing profusely for it. Uh, he's very upset about it. And uh, and I believe that you know there could be. He's already said like he's going to sensitive. He's being proactive yeah. about his apology. Yeah. And uh, he's got, doing sensitivity classes. He's going to do more. He's like he's very pro into that. So. Hopefully, yeah. uh, you know, this doesn't sting him too much because yeah, you have to, yeah, if he, if you're looking for forgiveness, we should be able to forgive. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And also like, let's keep in mind that his father did, you know, did blackface on national television in 1998. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's not good. What's that going to do? Let's stop. I, you know, no, no, no. I'm just saying, I mean, they, the world forgave Billy Gunn for his Godfather impression. Which one was Billy Gunn? In the, he was Godfather. Yikes. He was okay. Godfather. Uh, X-Pac was Mark Henry. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. That was rough. The only one they got away with was Owen Hart, who was played Owen Hart. <laughs> Jason Sensation. <laughs> Boy, let's get out of here. Poor Jason Sensation. That's a sad story that we don't have to talk about right now. Let's we'll have a, uh, we'll suggest it to Dark Side of the Ring. Sad story. Um, next up, uh, JR, Jim Ross, uh, our friend Jim Ross, uh, uh, AEW announcer, lead, play-by-play guy. Uh, is going to uh, be taking cancer treatment and he's going to be out until the end of December. Um, And we obviously we wish him the best. We love JR. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We don't always love his decisions on commentary, but I think he's a good guy deep down. Yeah, absolutely. A good guy. He's had um, a very um, prosperous life, you know, up until this point, but also very difficult, like his jobs throughout his career. Like being the like in charge of all the talent in the WWE throughout like the Attitude Era into like the early part of the 2000s, he's responsible for you know the biggest boom in the history of the WWE, and it was must have been really difficult, must be really hard. Not just that, the strife of being fired several times, Bell's palsy, his wife passing just a few years ago from a car accident, just indestructible. Uh, So. He's so we hope we we wish him the best, and he's on the Mount Rushmore. Let's do a Mount Rushmore play by plays. Yeah. Uh, who's your Mount Rushmore? This is tough for me. This is tough for me because everyone will say like Gordon Soley and all of these. I'm not, I'm, uh, that's yours? not really my, no, no, I want yours. Um, 
Jim Ross play by play strictly. Yeah, just play by play. And that's is it three or four? It's four, right? What? Four. Yeah. Is, four. Four. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just making sure. I've been there. Just for the record. I don't remember. Oh, that. Cool. Uh Jim Ross for sure. Uh I mean Excalibur is on that list. Excalibur's there for sure. Uh I grew up on Tony Schiavone even more than Jim Ross. So Tony Schiavone. And um just if Michael Cole, I'm not, he's not, he's not my four, but if he had stopped commentating in 2005, he would be my fourth. Uh, but I, I don't, you know, I don't have, I don't even know if I have a fourth. I don't, I don't know. Interesting. I mean, maybe Joey Styles, but like growing up, I love Joey Styles, but going back and watching ECW now, he's terrible. No, he's, he's, he was a hard job to do. So it was a really hard job. It was a hard job. Hard job. Do so so yeah. well, he's on mine. So okay. I have, I have uh, Jim Ross. Yeah. Uh, Joey Styles. Now, here's some tricky ones. Yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon. Okay. Vince McMahon is a great play by play. He's a great play by play. He, the only thing he does that bothers me is he would go one, two, three. Oh, nope, two. That was a two. No, I love (laughs) that. That It's a signature. (laughs) And number four, Mauro Nalo. Good point. Good point. He's pretty great. In such a short term, he became my favorite play by play. I think a lot of people would say Kevin Kelly. And that's, I don't, I'm not a huge no, Kevin fine. Kelly guy. I'm not, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, guy. I feel Kevin Kelly and Excalibur in the same boat to me. Uh, uh, you didn't like Michael Cole's uh, circa early 2000s SmackDown, Michael Cole and Taz. Great no, team. that was great. That, that was great. But I, uh, uh, no, uh, Joe writes Bobby Heenan and Vince was great on commentary. Bobby Heenan's color. Color is a yeah. different discussion. Yeah. And we'll, yeah. we'll save our, our Rushmore picks for color at another yeah. time when Jerry Lawler's about to die or something. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> we'll make my Mount Rushmore for the record. He doesn't make. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he, but we, we'll, you, we'll have to discuss. You what? know who is, I, you know, who could be my fourth over oh. Joey Styles? Gorilla Monsoon. Gorilla Monsoon. I like the dynamic with Gorilla and Bobby and Gorilla yeah. with Jesse, but Gorilla sucked. He was absolutely <laughs> bad. And he'd give away, he'd weirdly give away things. He'd be like, I don't think he's going to win the match. And guess what? He did it. Like, I feel like he knew the card and just what, like said things to be like, see, I know more. Uh, I think he went into business for himself, but as he should, the business was as different. Yeah. Uh, moving on. We got, uh, there's a new Hall of Fame in town, kids. Watch out. It's the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame. And we have some people that they're announcing. Ah, Want to hear I'm them I'm so off? glad you're bringing this up. I'm so excited to talk about this. I'm bringing it up for one of them. <laughs> like, just one. Three of the four are very important. I don't know, but whatever. Keep I don't going. even know the fourth. Uh, let, let's see what we got. Jerry Lynn is the one that I care about. Jerry Lynn is being inducted into Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame. And he's being inducted by Sean Waltman. Great, indu- a great person to induct. Great. Very cool. Very, very, very cool. Very cool. I um, think this whole concept is very, very cool. I, uh, sure. Sure. I don't know. I, I feel like a wrestling hall of fame should suffice for indie wrestling as well. <laughs> uh, and who does the wrestling hall of fame? Who does that? PWI or whatever? Uh, Cauliflower, Alley. Cauliflower Alley Club. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's the, and yeah. that should be it. Uh, do I think that Ruckus should be in a hall of fame? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Ruckus was a CZW guy, so I don't know yeah, about Ruckus. That's why I questioned like, Jerry Lynn is like the perfect example of someone who should be in this, who yeah. deserves to be celebrated. And the only Hall of Fame that gets celebrated on any kind of major level right now is the WWE Hall of Fame. And Jerry Lynn won't like, we'll he's not a be. cauliflower alley club guy either. So, like, this guy, Jerry Lynn specifically, like, 
wrestled for every indie promotion there was. He was, you know, one of the first TNA X division champions, which is, was essentially an indie at the time. Yeah. He was a ring of honor, heavyweight champion. He and Sean Waltman, which is why it's so cool that Sean Waltman's being inducted, like innovated independent wrestling with their style of wrestling. Like mm-hmm. they did it. And he, what he, he, what had like a six month run in WCW and like a three or four month run in the WWE. Did he even have it. a WWE? He won the light heavyweight title. And then no, got he hurt, didn't. and they released him. Yeah, he beat Jeff Hardy for the title. No, 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 get but who when? When? Oh, Jerry who Lynn in 2001. I think he beat Jeff Hardy. I swear. I'm, I think I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He was light heavyweight champion. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. You want to bet? Get wrong. Somebody's got a. Someone. What part uh, is wrong? Research. What part is wrong? The Jerry Lynn was uh, the champion. Okay. Well, he was. Maybe he made that, Maybe he had a stint. I like. I don't remember it at all. Sure, but no maybe, one does. Maybe he had a stint, but I do not think he was champion. He was also a hidden character in the third SmackDown game. No. <laughs> Him and Fred Durst. <laughs> no, that was Tajiri. Tajiri no, Spike t- Dudley. Was, I'm telling you, it was Jerry Lynn. We're going to have to do some digging because this is so digging. new to me. I remember Just Bring It, and uh, that was the, the worst season mode yeah, of any terrible. WWE game. That was but, just a bad game. Bad game. Bad game. Uh, but they had Spike Dudley, Fred Durst, Tajiri, and I don't remember Jerry Lynn, but we'll I'm find out. I also want to take a second to point out Dave Prezak. And I know that you may not be familiar with Dave Prezak. Um, he's also going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Dave no Prezak uh, created a company called Shimmer uh, 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more than that. And it was it's an all-women's promotion that runs out of the Midwest. And it was really the first all-women's independent promotion to gain steam. And he deserves a lot of recognition for that. And he was also very responsible in the early 2000s for putting together like promo, like highlight reels that wrestlers could send out to other promoters to get booked in other places. He was that guy. So he did it for Punk. He did it for Cabana. He did it for Hero. He did it for Claudio uh, Cesaro. Did it for Kingston. Like he did it for all of these guys. And I think like that type of stuff that really kind of like kept the indie scene going and helped it grow, like these people deserve to be recognized. Yeah. And it's very cool that he gets that recognition. And uh, also we got Homicide in there. Homicide's going to be inducted as well. Yeah. And uh, Homicide, yeah. So it's fun. We're excited. Yeah. Good job. Good time. It's a good time. Good time. Uh, next we got up uh, Terry Funk. Terry Funk is uh, good. <laughs> That's the extent of it. Yeah, He's not he as bad okay. as we thought. He was 77 years old. He's in assisted living care, but his dementia is not as bad as people thought. Uh, and honestly, probably all these interviews that he's doing these days and interactions he's having because of it, it's probably sharpening up a little bit too. Oh, so okay. uh, everyone reach out to Terry Funk in some, man- some manner today. Uh, let's that to be our Thanksgiving. I just gift. saw your, your photo for Terry. <laughs> <laughs> I started having fun with getting these photos. I think I'm going to keep good. doing that. Uh, let's go to the next pick then. We'll just move on. Uh, this is a short piece of news here. We got uh, Stephanie Confirms daughter, 15 years old. Is started training. Stephanie McMahon and Triple H's daughter, 15-year-old, she started training. I don't know why I put this in the news, and I regret it. Uh, you have any thoughts on this before we move on to the next one? I just saw a tweet from like an older indie wrestler who said, uh, I bear witness to countless uh, indie wrestler tryout matches being canceled because Stephanie and Triple H's kids wanted to play in the ring. Love that. <laughs> in in response to funny. this. That's very funny. I love that. Uh, Well, we wish her the best of luck in her future endeavors. Uh, We got, this is up, The Rock. The Rock, you ever heard of him? He has a new film uh, burn notice 
and it's uh uh the, the highest grossing Netflix. It's a uh, Red Notice. Bird Notice is a show on <laughs> USA. Uh, it's a it's a, the highest gross the most watched in Netflix history within 28 days. The reason I bring this up because it was all over WB television the past week uh, on Survivor Series. We have 25 years of The Rock, 25 years celebration of The Rock, and uh, uh, he was there. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't there 25 years of the rock and uh it, oh i uh, forgot to mention joe has a comment about the hall of fame we'll mention in a sec uh but uh 25 years of the rock they had a battle royale no rock there uh, <laughs> and not only that they have cleopatra's golden egg which is a reference to the sh- the movie i guess and vince mcmahon had it at the show he's like who stole my golden <laughs> egg and it's a big mystery we're gonna find out we have uh, to find I have, out right? i have Mr. breaking news um tam yeah. Also watched this movie with The Rock, this <gasps> Burn Notice movie, and oh. I asked if it was good, and Tam said, "Yeah, it's good. Not so great, but good." Can, Tam, do you feel comfortable coming on and just giving us a quick review, quick review of what you thought of uh, Red Notice? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they can't. So, so decent movie, decent movie, uh, kind of pointless at times, but it's worth, you'd give it a worth a watch. Yeah. Okay. Worth a watch. Well, you heard it from Tam. Our, we're going to have you review movies for us, Tam. Uh, wrestling related movies. Even, even though they can't hear it. But. No, oh, they, so, oh yeah, but we, re- we paraphrase these. Yeah, we paraphrase. We're going to have to get you on here, Tam. We're going to have to have them hear your voice because I'm bad at paraphrasing. I am bad, as you can see from the news. Uh, thank you so much, Tam. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we we did let you know that this is going to happen. Uh, bless you. Uh, moving on. So we got a, the. Could you go to the next picture there, Tam? Thank you so much, Tam. Uh, it's just a picture of Vince McMahon holding a golden egg, uh, and that's that's that. Uh, do you care about this? Do you think this is a good, effective way? No, of I think this is when the Rock is even there. Awful. It's the worst. It's the, everything about this is terrible. Uh, everything about how this was done was terrible. It's just poor taste. It's just complete lack of self-awareness. You fire a bunch of people, then you have everyone who isn't fired clapping for you as you get out of the fucking limo with a giant golden egg. Shut up. Next. Bye. 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 At least holding it. Do you see how powerful it is? This golden <laughs> yeah. egg. Uh, yeah. Hopefully nobody stole it. Um, but then... Uh, Joe writes, uh, just in terms of the um, uh, Hall of Fame, unless the general public can vote in people to a Hall of Fame, they are pointless, in my opinion. WD is just a means to sell DVDs, merch, et cetera, based on what uh, only one man likes. In other news, WD now, uh, now cares about women's matches. Uh, Triple H will squash Becky. Oh, Triple H's daughter will squash Becky and Charlotte in three months, guaranteed. Uh, not until she's 18. Yeah, it, right, 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 right. She's got I three say- years to bulk up. This used to be true. It's less true now, but like in defense of the WWE Hall of Fame, there were guys like a Brutus, like a Paul Orndorff. Uh, these guys kind of like, this allows them to get one more moment in the sun and it kind of brings them some inner peace from what I've heard in interviews and stuff. So yeah. that's the one positive about it. But yes, I agree. There are people uh, who probably deserve that moment in the sun that aren't getting it because, you know, one person is making that decision. So, yeah. 
Uh, also, Joe writes uh, in terms of The Rock, is it, it's their way of begging for The Rock to care about them. Sad. That's pretty. That's a that's a Donald <laughs> Trump tweet. <laughs> that's like, sad. It's very funny. Very good. Very good tweet. And right now, I have a picture of Cody Rhodes. It's the end of the news segment, but I wanted to show Cody Rhodes just to have a quick discussion because Cody Rhodes at the end of yesterday, uh, uh, the Dynamite. Uh, yeah. when he was walking up the ramp after the belt fiasco that we covered this past week on the woo-woo-woos and what's, um, the belt was thrown back in and it was very, it definitely affected him. And he walked up the ramp and he almost went into the heel tunnel. He almost went into the heel tunnel. This is, well, this is what was told. He was like thinking about it and he didn't. I think this is planned. I think this is planned. I think he threw the belt knowing what was going to happen. No, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, that would be great. He made a big scene of it. When's the last time he's made a big, he has thrown the belt into the crowd before, but he hasn't done it in a while, honestly. Uh, and this was like, he made a big thing of it in the match. Like, I almost feel like it was planned. This is planned. That would be great. That would be great if it was. I would be. Why don't what you do? Why don't how you set that up? You throw the belt into the crowd and get one plant in the crowd to be like, throw it back. Yeah. Throw it yeah. back. Done. That's a big yeah. Chicago thing too. The throw it back chant is a big Chicago thing. Do you see they Rookie knew. of the Year? No, that's a kids movie oh, about Rookie of the yeah. Year. What are you like? Yeah, remember he catches the baseball like somebody hits a home run. And they're like, throw it back, throw it yeah. back, and then he throws it. That's in Chicago. It's Wrigley Field. Oh wow, wow, wow! I remember that movie, and I thought it was pretty cool. I always that's wanted to break great. my arm. Uh, Can I tell so, you something very yeah. dumb? Yeah, very give me that dumb. dumb thing. Uh, there's this, you know, Daniel Stern is in that movie and he's like the yeah. weird pitching coach. And yeah, <laughs> they go to like some type of like after game, like party and everybody's dressed really nicely. And there's these two like very attractive women standing there and they're looking at uh, the kid and Daniel Stern. And he goes, excuse me, ladies, uh, excuse me. And he pushes them aside because there's a <laughs> pinball machine there. So when I'm walking around my apartment and my dog or Apollonia's dog uh, is in my way, I go, excuse me, ladies, uh, excuse me, <laughs> to, to the dogs. That's very funny. All That's right. a very good bit. That's a very good bit. And the Trump, uh, Joe writes, and Trump is in the Hall of Fame. Double sad. He is the greatest inductant uh, in history, though. Uh, I don't know what that means. He is the greatest Yikes. inducted in history. Yikes, Joe. You're going to get canceled. Yeah, Bob Euchre's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, Terry Kabark says, I always want to break my arm in quotations laugh uh, because I wanted to break my arm because I wanted to be like the guy. I wanted to have that good yeah. pitching. Um, but do we think that Cody's going to be going uh, heel? Is this we'll a plan? Happens. Is this a thing? You know, he's fighting Andrade in a street fight in Atlanta yeah. this coming week. So we'll see yeah. what happens. I'm excited that's... to see more Andrade. This is That's exciting to me. It's going to be fun. And it's Cody's hometown. So maybe yeah. he'll get cheered in his hometown. We'll find out. Maybe so. We're going to have to find out in his hometown. Yep, yep, uh, yep, yep, yep. That's the end of the news, Royster. That's yeah, the I got, end I of actually the news. Have, I, have a, I have a footnote. Oh. One more oh, piece give me of some news, footnote. So GCW is running the Hammerstein Ballroom uh, at the end of January. January 23rd. Great promo for it. Man. Yeah. And they've officially sold it out. So congratulations Ooh. to them. And not Good job, only, GCW. I thought this was a really interesting note. Not only did they sell it out, but the way they have the arena set up, they've allowed it for more seats then I, I don't know if it's ever been packed for, but they've allowed it for more seats than Ring of Honor ever did, the entire history of Ring of Honor. So they've outsold Ring of Honor. And the, the Ring of Honor ran that building for 10 years plus. Yeah. And in their first ever show, normally they it's seats like 1,800, but they've packed out like over 2,000. Wow. So, wow, good that's for GCW. I'm going to watch that show. Eddie Kingston's going to be on it. That's really exciting. Very exciting. Have you ever been to Hammerstein? 
Yeah, the first, you know what's funny? The first ever wrestling show I went to, I was 24. I was just turned 24. My parents hated wrestling when I was a kid, sure. so I never went to live wrestling. And it was a Ring of Honor show. It's the first ever show I went to. Wow. Yeah, I, I went to a, a, a WWE ECW uh in 2006 7 That's something so like good. that with uh with uh, my brothers uh we all went and uh it was a good night we saw balls mahoney versus cm punk uh Ooh. it was balls mahoney versus cm punk we saw no 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 we did not the cm punk faced i think just incredible and balls mahoney faced renee dupree the french phenom <laughs> the french phenom renee dupree and uh, everyone was kind of into the match uh and then the and main event batista versus big show and oh, that's place. where everybody went. Ooh, <laughs> lost their shit. They're chanting out like, "Get out of the ring!" This, this isn't wrestling. Uh, and uh, at the end of the night, some guys, uh, like a Big Show, was walking around the ring, just like shaking people's hands or something, because everyone liked Big Show when the cameras are off. Like yeah, everyone's sure. just like, "Oh, cool!" Like we just yeah. don't like you in the ring. Uh, <laughs> and then like some guy just slapped Big Show on the back, and then Big Show grabbed his face and launched him into the crowd launched him back which was way back and uh it was pretty cool pretty cool moment were you were you and your brothers also chanting this isn't wrestling yeah i was chanting for the french phenom a lot (laughs) (laughs) i love the french phenom rene dupree uh joe writes uh wasn't that cm punk's debut i think it was i think that was cm punk's first match against just incredible and joe writes no i think it was kurt angle kurt angle I don't know. Kurt Angle was there somewhere, but the main event was definitely Batista versus Big Show. Uh, but yes, very good. Very good stuff. Um, very excited for GCW. Very excited for that. Yeah. Uh, any other cool. news you got there? Royce? That's it. Those are the big ones. And then don't we have some tweets, I believe? I got two tweets. I got two tweets got this two week. Tweets. It's, a, it's a holiday week. It's Thanksgiving week. So I got two tweets, one okay. related to the holidays, one not related to the holidays. So Tam, if you want to go to tweet I hope one. I hope it's not Austin Gunn's tweets. <laughs> no it's not it's good it's better than that this tweet tweet. uh this first tweet is just really important it's very small to see uh i don't know but um this was on november 20th uh i like this guy this twitter account's great because he always says like on this day in wrestling history this etc like he has interesting factoids uh i'm gonna pull up the tweet here hold on one sec oh i see it so i can read it Unless you want to read it, Red. I'll read it off. Yeah, uh, read it off. Uh, on this day in 1994, all Japan women ran the Tokyo Dome, drawing 32,500 fans for the Big Egg Wrestling Universe event. The event generated approximately $4 million in revenue from ticket sales, as well as $1.6 million in merchandise sales. That's pretty cool. There's a lot of talk on this show, on our show, and many other shows too, I assume, um, about wrestling uh and women and people not taking the time to invest in women's wrestling invest in time and there's some talk there's no i've never seen this written anywhere but we i've definitely heard that like maybe tnt doesn't believe in women's wrestling and like that it draws or whatever it might be but all japan women's this promotion in the the 90s in japan this isn't the only time that this happened. Like they were constantly generating these huge crowds, these huge houses. And there are women's matches from that time that like Kenny Omega has literally taken move for move from. Like this exists. And this is something that I think is really important to notice. The uh, cliff note of this, I believe Dave Belzer comments on this tweet and says, the only problem with the show is that it was a nine and a half hours long. That's a problem. Nine and a half hour wrestling show, something like that. Yeah, because it was it was not just all Japan women's; it was all of the women's promotions from all over Japan coming together for a super show. So everyone needed to be featured, and no one was gonna like 
no one was taking my time away. So it ended up being like a nine and a half hour That's terrible. I was just talking to Chica Marks about this when we were at PWG. Thank you so much, uh, Chica Marks, for uh, having me come with you to PWG. Uh, I was saying how one of my biggest pet peeves is a wrestling show that goes over three hours. Uh, if it goes over three hours, I am dying. Yeah. And so having it be nine hours, it seems like a slow, painful death. Two hours. How long was PWG? Short, a good, like 10 matches. Uh, maybe less than that, but like ran real fast. Everything was good. I really liked the flow. That awesome. definitely didn't feel too long. It might have been just under three hours. Okay, it might have been just under, which was fine for me. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, but excellent. And, uh, you have another tweet. Wait, one more tweet in the honor of the holidays. This is from uh, Lee Moriarty. I saw this tweet this week, and I I, I related. I understood. I appreciated. And uh, this is this you is going to be Lee's. You condoned. Cam, if you want to go to the second tweet, tweet two. Yeah, and uh, I think it was Kurt Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle, I think, debuted that night. CM Punk might have already been there. Kurt Angle, he fought just incredible in that match, yeah, in his first match, so. and he just got fucking crushed. Like, he just, just incredible crushed got crushed. He, I, forget, yeah, I, I forget exactly which who debuted that night, but it was it was pretty exciting. Here it is. So we got Lee so Moriarty tweet, up. Uh, he says, first time in seven years, I don't have to work retail on this holiday, which was yesterday, Black Friday, thanks to wrestling. If you are going into work, I hope it's an easy payday. And if all y'all are going into work later today or had to work yesterday, I also hope it was an easy payday. Let's and, hope they're uh, easy paydays. We, we, you and I both are very familiar with the grind of that holiday weekend. Working on a toy store? Sure. Ooh, sure. Look we out, uh, look worked out. at a very busy local toy store during the holidays. Yeah, and we, went those, we went to those Black Friday deals. We had deals. 15% yeah, off. <laughs> the only discount you'll ever get. Uh, everyone shop at Tons of Toys. Tons of Toys yeah, in North Jersey. New Jersey. Shop out there. in North Jersey. They I also, were just like, featured on Fox News. Were they really? <laughs> yeah, Ken was on there about uh, the, supp- uh, uh, like, uh, the supply chain. Supply chain for toys. It's difficult. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Toys are getting hit hard. Get your toys now. Get your toys now. Get your Get toys, toys now. now. I had tons of toys in tons Madison toys. or Wyckoff or that other one that they've got. Um, Chatham's gone. Uh, Chatham's yeah. gone. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, I thought the street was important to to end on. Um, mm-hmm. to, you know, have a, you know, I hope everyone had a good holiday. I hope no one had to work. Yeah. And uh, I think it's really cool that like now more than ever, it seems like a lot of wrestlers are making a living wrestling. And they're happy to be doing it. And they're well taken care of, at least better than they had been in the past, at least if you're not working for the WWE. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, Bless all you wrestlers out there that are still uh, trying to make it. Uh, But we believe in you. We believe in you. And uh, you're almost there. Uh, Joe writes... uh, Joe writes, it's the same argument about women-centric cartoons back in the day. Girls don't buy action figures and boys don't want a girl's toy. It's true. We were talking about the uh, the thought behind the the stereotypes and the, yes. and the bigotry. Uh, Joe writes, oh, no, on Fox News, never good. There was a talk about the supply chain. But we got to get out of here. We all we had such a fun time. And we have to let Lee Moriarty's goodwill end the show. Not talking yeah. about tons of toys. Thank you all so much uh, for watching. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on uh, Twitter. We're yeah. updating. We're updating. I'm always throwing stuff out, weird stuff on my Twitter. Stuff out there. And, my uh, latest tweet, uh, Gilbert is greater than Goldberg. Just saying. Let's talk about it. Oh, Jesus. That's going to... That's a that's a piece of work. Uh, thank you all so much for joining. Please also listen to the podcast. If you can't catch the show, listen to it. Just share with your friends. Share with your friends. Uh, we were told that our wrestling show is good energy compared to other wrestling shows. Because we're positive. Yeah. We're generally positive. We're having a good if time. You think if we so, don't like it. No, because we yeah. need people to know. Yeah. Let them know. We generally um, have the uh, stance of if we don't like it, we're just not going to talk about it. 
we don't no we'll talk, we don't talk about yeah, yeah yeah i mean like oh, if it's yeah, on I'll the show but it. like Jim just Cornette, because anyone? people like raw doesn't mean we're going to talk about raw who cares that's true that's true we're not going to talk about dumb stuff thank you all so much for watching <laughs> have a great one uh my name is red i'm here with roy and tam thank you so much tam, tam. Uh, bye everyone see ya shop bye. at some local stores yeah shop at shop. some local don't, stores Great don't idea. feel the need to buy though yeah. capitalism is is not good not good. Not good. We're in the late stages of this problem. Yeah. Oh, we'll give a countdown for poor Tam. Uh, we're going to do uh, five, 10, no, five, five, five. five, four, three. I don't even know if we need to be doing a countdown, but hey, see ya. Olé. Olé. Olay 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 Olay